77 benevolent elephants. 27 big black bananas. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to. Okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> you have to say 27 twinkled sisters. 27 <clears throat> tricky twinkies toddling around. <laughs> no, I lost it. This isn't our, our specialty. Alliteration isn't our specialty. Rhyming is. Yeah, yeah. We're rhyme freaks. Yeah. As we discovered last episode. Yeah. <laughs> but. So, Scott, what a movie, huh? Yeah, we just watched a movie. A dang good one. Yeah. What was it called, even? I don't know. It's called um, The Secret called World the of Arietti. Or just Arietti? Or Arietti and the Borrowers, or Little Girl Arietti. Uh-huh. I just feel like there's a lot of different titles for this one. Yeah. On Google, it's The Secret World of Arietti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the DVD that we just watched, it was just called Arietti. Yeah. Did you ever find out uh, how they came up with that name? Oh, good question. No. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. What did you like best about that question? Uh, I liked how it presumed that uh, at some point I had even said I was going to do that. Uh, well, I thought you might be curious. I was curious about that, but I wasn't able to figure it out. Mm. Well, I didn't. Go- I went into this one uh, with very little pre-research. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Little to none. Uh huh. And I hadn't seen this one before. Had you or seen? Or post research. Yeah, yeah. We just finished watching it. Yeah. Had you seen this before? <clears throat> uh, I've seen it once before. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been kind of I've been kind of busy with work, and then when I'm not at work, I'm watching the World Cup. Yeah. Which <clears throat> is happening right now. So you know that's a lot. That's a lot of soccer I got to watch. Yeah. So get your get your head in the game. Yeah. Oh, that that's good. I want you to use kind of sports metaphors. Uh huh. Because <laughs> we're gonna score a lot in this episode. Yeah. Oh. That. What's your strategy for this episode? I'm glad you asked. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna p- play the I'm gonna play a high press. Uh-huh. Oh. Really put, really try to win the the ball back. I'm going to I'm going to stay on the defense. Mhm. Park the bus. I'm going to park the bus, yeah. Okay. Well, that should make for a pretty boring episode. <laughs> I'm going to do a a 6-2-2. Whoa, 6-2-2. Yeah, is that good? 6 7 8 9 10. You're missing one. No. Nah. Oh, with oh, the goalie. No. Well, they don't. Yeah, no, that was actually good. Yeah, good job, six Scott. Six two two. Yeah. yeah, they don't. They don't include the goalie yeah. in those, because obviously you're gonna have a goalie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six two two. Whoa, that's revolutionary, Scott. That's <laughs> <laughs> super defensive. Thanks. <laughs> There's a whole six people in the back line. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm gonna do eight one one. Oh. Yeah. I'm gonna do zero zero ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just really push it up there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're talking about sports. Yeah, and who cares about that? No, even? our our listeners don't care about sports. Yeah, yeah. I barely care about sports. That's not true. I care a lot about soccer. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> did you did you find out any? You were curious about the name. Did you find out anything about it? Well, you know, this movie is based on uh, the book The Borrowers. Yes, and. Uh, but I was just curious why. So the Borrowers is a British, uh, book. Yeah. By someone. Tolkien. No. Mm. <laughs> You're being funny, man. By Mary Norton. Mary Norton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I guess they just made up the name uh, Arietti. Yeah. So how much is it based on the book? Do you know? I think that it's not... It's loosely. It's loosely based on the book. But, you know, I should have looked into the book a little bit more. Yeah, Scott, you should really should have done your research. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that there were two movies made based on the book besides this one uh, and one TV 
series. A series? Based on the Borrowers. I think John Goodman was in the series based on the Borrowers. On British TV or? Or maybe he was in a movie based on the Borrowers or maybe a British version of John Goodman was in a movie or TV series based on the Borrowers. (laughs) So I never read the Borrowers, but um, I did read... um, What's that book called? It's like the American version, sort of, but it's it's more like kind of pre, uh, proto Toy Story. It's like the Indian in the cupboard or something. Oh yeah, yeah, Indian in the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah, you ever read that? Yeah, yeah. Similar, but it's about toys coming to life. Yeah, and yeah. I saw the movie too. Hmm. I I don't think I ever saw the movie, but this one, geez, I feel like it's. In the upper echelon of Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah. Okay. John Goodman was in a 1997 version of uh, The Borrowers, a movie version. Mm. Mm-hmm. 1997. Mm-hmm. I was uh, five. And it looks like all the characters had different names. But except for one, one of the characters named Spud Spiller. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So let's talk about it. I mean, this movie is about little people that mm-hmm. live inside slash under a house. Mm-hmm. And they borrow... Uh, things from the house. Aaron really just made quotes because... They, they steal. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to return it. I mean, they steal very small things that no one will notice, but I feel like Borrow is a very generous term. Uh-huh. She, she Arietti at one point was defending them, saying, no, we only borrow things. Uh-huh. Things that people won't notice, Um, but she's wrong. They steal. Uh-huh. Well, I, I mean, mean, I'm not mad at them. <laughs> if they, I would love them to live in my house and take small things that I wouldn't notice. Yeah. But let's be honest. Let's not sugarcoat it. Yeah, don't lie. Yeah. These are little thieves. Yeah. Which got me thinking, how would the economy of little people actually work <laughs> in real life? Oh, would they yeah. be able to find jobs? I feel like they would have... Uh, I feel like I could imagine a world where they were open in society... And they had jobs like going in and fixing little things or like, mm. uh, like what if there's a, a borrower surgeon mm-hmm. who could mm-hmm. get inside mm-hmm. and like maybe would have uh, like a, a like um, like a space suit type thing, like a suit oh, with a mean, breather. You mean like if they're integrated into regular size humans world? Yeah. And, oh. and actually earned their <gasps> keep. You know? That would be interesting, yeah. I feel like they could earn their keep. Uh-huh. They could provide you know, useful services. They'd probably be enslaved. Yeah, not. Nah, I mean, in 2018, you think so? <laughs> they seem. Well, this is a completely different timeline we're talking about here. Mm. Well, no, I'm talking about. I mean, about... it would change the world. Okay, this it is would what change I'm... the world we know. This is what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. I'm talking about they've been underground for years. Yeah, yeah. They finally come out, like the, the president of the borrowers. Uh huh. You know, or the the government uh. decides to to come out and uh, oh. they send like an envoy to the hu- to the humans. This. Yeah, <laughs> borrowers too. Uh huh. Yeah, but the humans could just take over just like that. Yeah, they could, but I I, I don't know if they would. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that would be the conflict in yeah. the story. Yeah. They could make good people they that want to take advantage, a, like a massage parlor. But there would be people that that good people uh-huh. that want to treat them with uh, decency and and give them rights. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And uh, but I think I honestly think like uh, if you got like a you know a little surgeon and he had like a little kind of suit on and a breather so he could go inside your body and fix like an organ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're too big for Well, that, I, I know that I would uh, be on the side of little people rights, for sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am on the side of little people rights. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, But don't you think it would be cute if a family or something opened a massage parlor and then you go in and then they all, like, run around on your back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be cute. And then, and then it's like... uh. You know, a human 
could pay them in like just give them like a piece of cake and it's like oh eat for a month yeah you know yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like like the 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 amount that they'd have to earn to survive would be so little. Yeah, you know yeah. the amount of service that they'd have. No, to they'd give. probably just be decadent, and then they'd all get obese. Yeah. Well, why aren't they already? I mean, it's so easy to get food if they're going into the kitchen. You could just grab a whole cookie, and uh-huh. you could grab like a like five cookies, and that's you uh-huh. know yeah. like a billion cookies to you and me. Yeah. Yeah. But then they might get found out. They have to only take a small amounts. That's true. Mm-hmm. Man, it's such it's such an intriguing idea. Well, this is what I'm wondering. <laughs> and I felt intrigued the whole movie. It was such I was so engrossed, you know, in this yeah. movie. It was really good. Well, it's very very well animated. Oh yeah. And uh the music is good and the sound design is really good. And the writing was good, uh-huh. I thought. Yeah. Like uh for example, um when he in the beginning, when he brings the sugar cube mm-hmm. that she dropped, yeah, um, and he puts it down, and uh, and she, y- you don't you don't see her telling them that it just cuts to them in the kitchen, and the mom says like, the sugar cube, and she says like, yeah, he he brought it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Nothing, writing. That's a good point. It they had say, good exposition, and I I really liked. They the say writing. a good uh, when you write a good scene, you want to start the scene as late as you possibly can and end the scene as early as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to start the scene with like they enter Her walking and they sit in down and, and yeah. they start a conversation. You're just going to start the scene with the sugar cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good writing. Yeah, yeah. And the animation was so good. Uh-huh. Oh, this movie. Very detailed. I mean, and just the whole house, uh, the human house they lived in, and also the little people house in, like, in the floorboards, uh, and all the crannies and crevices and passageways. And the grannies. The crannies and the grannies. And the grivas. And the grivas and the... And the... And the- Pindos <laughs> and the, all all of them, yeah. The pindos, the windows, <laughs> it's all really good it detail, was really good, yeah, and imaginative, yeah. And uh, the sound design, like you know, they say sound design is the most kind of psychological of the different uh, components of filmmaking, mm-hmm. um, and it really kind of puts you in. You know, that makes you feel like what they must have been feeling. Because, yeah. for example, they go into this room and there's a clock, and to us, clocks sound like tick tock, tick tock. Mm-hmm. But to or them, even, or even, clicky, 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 clicky. Uh huh. Depending on where, what culture you're from. Yeah. 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 I wonder what in in Japan it's probably like. It's probably like pit 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 poo pit poo. <laughs> <laughs> But it was uh, more uh, ominous, or what's the word? Violent sounding. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Or it just kind of resonated. It was like a yeah, yeah. It was, it was like love. Big Ben going off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's a. Scene. It was like if Ben Big Ben were indoors, and it just kind of echoed through the whole. Yeah, it was like deeper and more echoey. Cacophonous. It was, yeah. It wasn't like a sound that could just kind of fade into the background. It was like very much present and like attacking you. Yeah. yeah. Man, the, the I feel like the sound design in that one... We should turn off our phones. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> kind of like... We're having a phone attack. Rookie. We're both getting... There we go. Um... When they, when she, in the beginning, when they're doing her first borrowing mm-hmm. and she gets seen when they're trying to take the, mm-hmm. take the, uh, the tissue paper out, that Ugh. like legit scared me. I think it was the sound design. There's something, yeah. I forget exactly what they did, but it was like shocking seeing him looking at her. Yeah. It was kind of like eerie and abrupt and like otherworldly almost. Yeah. 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 It was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm wondering is, it from what I've seen of the borrowers, it seems like at least the movie with John Goodman, it's kind of more like fun and goofy, oh. and slapsticky. Uh-huh. This one had a more epic tone, especially the way it ended. 
Yeah. Um, and specifically, I'm wondering if in The Borrowers, uh, which is, yeah, it's more of like a kid's uh, book, a children's book. Um, I imagine it having the same, similar tone as like Roll Doll stuff, like the BFG type stuff. Yeah. But in this one, the borrowers are like th- this endangered species. And, and they go into that. Yeah. And for all they know, there might actually only be like four of them left. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When they, were, when they were talking to Spiller, they asked how many he knew of and he held up like three fingers. Yeah, he did this weird counting thing, and he held up like this, and he said this many. Oh yeah, maybe which might he meant be like 13. seven or something. Or yeah, like, 13. like yeah, yeah. But there's only a handful of borrowers borrowers left. Yeah. Um, and then the ends, and you feel that you feel that kind of gravitas, like uh-huh. like they not only want to survive and and not get captured, but they feel like they have to continue the bloodline, like they have yeah. to continue their people. Yeah. They have a responsibility. And if they don't find anyone else, then Arietti's going to have to have some babies with Spiller. Yeah. And really, she probably loves show. But that's human. Not, that's not going to work. Think about it, Scott. <laughs> well, that's not going to work. There's no way that could work. Yeah. Think about the biology of it. Yeah. The baby would be bigger than her in like... But small. Two days. It would be <laughs> in between. It'd be an in betweener. That's what they oh, call right. it. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Sad. And it would probably kill her in the pregnancy. Uh huh. Yeah. Scott, do you want that? I don't. I don't want that. <laughs> but what about true love? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they could just be friends, Scott. Uh-huh. Not all boys and girls have to get together at the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Well, this. Uh, should we do a synopsis? Because the I want to get to the end. Because yeah. the end is very interesting to me. Let's do uh let's do what I'm calling now ah. uh speednopsis. Oh, the where speed-nopsis. we try to do it fast. Uh-huh. All right. In in not like quick talking but like as few words as possible. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to let's do it competition style. I'm going to do it and you see if you can do it in fewer words than me. Okay. Okay. Tiny family going to get caught out of here. <laughs> That's basically the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't think of. I mean, okay, maybe you. Maybe it's important to uh, add show in there, like oh, tiny yeah. family about to get caught. Show, like, or tiny family about to get caught. Um, heart disease boy <laughs> <laughs> helps them leave. Uh, what if we could do it short, but also rhyming? Oh, 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 I think that that's... Tiny family about to get caught. Heart disease boy, better not. <laughs> Creepy maid. What's her deal? <laughs> What's her deal? The m- tiny mother, she tries to steal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tiny mother, she tries to steal. The maid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny mother, she tries to steal. Um, show does help the family deer. <laughs> <laughs> Show's the name of that kid who who's that kid you hear. That kid, kid you hear. You also see him, and don't you think he's a looker? <laughs> but uh, if you uh. What rhymes to think? Mm. <laughs> My heart will sink. Uh huh. Yeah. To think of all the borrowers lost throughout the years, just turned and tossed. <laughs> <laughs> we could just do the whole podcast like this because yeah. we're kind of getting off the synopsis and going into how we feel about things. <laughs> but that's basically it. There's the the three of them and yeah mom dad they have a rule where you're not supposed to be seen not supposed to be seen steal sugar cubes boy sees them girls like we're not supposed to talk to them but he seems nice yeah she talks to him and says leave us alone because we're gonna have to move he is nice but unwittingly he kind of um starts a series of events Mm -hmm. that he like kind of tips off the evil maid yeah 
yeah. that they're there. Because mm-hmm. she's always suspected it because she has noticed the things that they borrowed. Uh-huh. Which I I did air quotes. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it really kind of is his fault, he but, he, but not on purpose. He kind of the whole thing because, yeah, he tips off the maid. And well, I also... wouldn't say he bungles it because that implies that he is inept. Mm-hmm. But it's really, I don't think I he think could have done an anything idiot. different. Like, Just kidding. The crow, what, what starts it off is the crow. Uh-huh trying to eat Arietti on his windowsill mm-hmm. right when the maid comes in yeah. and he has to kind of hide Arietti. Yeah. There's nothing else he could have done there. Like kind right. of let the crow eat Arietti uh-huh. and uh, he played it pretty cool. I think. Yeah. Well, that didn't tip off the maid. She did. She, she gave those narrow eyes. She uh... was like, she was like, Hmm, that crow was acting strange. what do you think of the maid character? Oh, I think, the most vile villain in all of Ghibli lore, honestly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was very hateable. <clears throat> but, you know, I can kind of see, like, you know, because we are uh, with uh, the borrowers from the beginning, on, down on their level, in their home, seeing their relationships, uh, we get that they have the, just exactly the same value as a human being. Mm-hmm. But if you saw one, especially if the first one you saw was this scared, frightened mouse of a woman. Oh, yeah. I'd probably put her in a jar and hide her away and then call people to come capture them. Well, I think that the maid thought she was doing good because she was making this discovery. It's almost like discovering a... You know, it's discovering a new species. And I think her plan was to, like, bring it to her employers and say, didn't I do good? You know. Right. Yeah, I guess they never really were clear what what her plan was. Yeah. 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 So I kind of. But she did. I mean, she she was planning on doing something nefarious, Mm -hmm. I think. No, I think that I think she just literally wanted to bring it to her employers and say, "Didn't I do good? I heard you guys talking about these people, and I caught them." Well, okay. So what is what's hateable about her? I think, uh, and deplorable mm-hmm. about her was she treated them like mice mm-hmm. when they can talk. Like she could talk to her. You know, she didn't even know that you could talk to her. Well, she saw there. Show talking to Arietti. Uh-huh. Out in the field. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. She treated them like they're mice, like they're rodents, like there's this weird little thing, you know, uh-huh. that you got to capture. Like, she she should have, you know, I mean, if she was planning on doing that, she should have said, like, hey, look, uh, I'm going to, I don't know. But she I was so, she, I don't think she was up to some, anything too nefarious because she told gray hair lady. Yeah. You know? She's like so pleased with herself, you know. Yeah, I, but you're right. What I, made her seem nefarious was locking show in his room. Yeah, you know, and kind of keeping things from show. Mm-hmm. You know, but and so her, the maid gets tipped off, and the the Ariadne's parents get tipped off, and they're like, well. Borrower policy, if the humans know we're here, we got to leave, which is probably a really smart policy. Yeah, I mean. Because they are they are so, so vulnerable. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just the, as as vulnerable as you possibly can be. As, yeah. I so mean, any humans who discover them, they have you're no just defense. completely at the whim of that human. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what do you think of the ending how <coughs> they end up leaving and it doesn't kind of wind up they, they kind of show the dollhouse, you mm-hmm. know, and you think maybe maybe the, it'll end that way. Uh-huh. They'll end up nicely yeah. kind of at peace with with the family and living in that dollhouse. Well, it's kind of a sad ending. It's kind of a scary ending because mm-hmm. not only are they going into the great unknown and they don't know if they're going to find another house. They don't know if they're going to find anyone else of their kind. Mm-hmm. They don't know if their kind is going to now die off forever. Yeah. Um, and show is probably going to die <laughs> because he's got a bum heart. Yeah. So it kind of ends in this kind of ominous, you know, 
ending, but it, like the music and cinematography doesn't make it seem ominous. It just feels kind of, I mean, it's unresolved, you know. But I liked it. Yeah. I felt like it was, it was almost saying like, like this ain't no fairy tale, sweetheart. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You thought that it was just going to end up, we're just living in that dollhouse. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't no fairy tale. Which is we gotta what, do what's right for us and protect ourselves. We gotta go. Which is what a less truthful filmmaker would do. I feel like. Yeah. Try and figure out some way for it to work. You know. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this filmmaker. Oh. Because this is the first thing I've seen of him, but I liked it. Hiro Masa. Yonebayashi. He, he's a hero to my Masa. The Masa of your heart. Uh huh. Yeah. The the, the dough. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is his first feature film. Yeah. Poof. Way to burst onto the scene. Yeah. My goodness. And I think it was the highest grossing film in Japan directed by a first... Actually, I think it was the highest grossing probably until Get Out uh, film even in the U.S. that was directed by a first... That was a first-time director. Really? I think so. Well, that sounds like a fact to me. <laughs> Straight uh, out of the Scottopedia. Isn't that a isn't that an interesting thing to think? <laughs> yeah. Let me think it real quick. Huh. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Good job. You know it's another interesting th- thing to think. What? What if that was true? Whoa. That blew my mind. All right, let me see. Let me see what I'm t- what I'm talking about here. Mm. But um, it did have a huge release um, in Japan and North America. Yeah. And it was the biggest release in America of any Studio Ghibli film. Yeah. So what do you know about um, about Hiromasa Yonobayashi? Because what I know is he's one of the Studio Ponok guys, right? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. When Marnie was there, or no, I mean, uh, uh, Witch's Flower, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen yet. That's Yonabayashi. Yeah, I feel like we're saving that for in the timeline. Like we're gonna watch it. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, that makes me excited because yeah, I uh, fully love him. Yeah, I I felt like you know what I I was thinking during it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking there is there's a definite feel to. Miyazaki movies. Yeah. There's sort of an overall feel to Studio Ghibli movies mm-hmm. that isn't just Miyazaki. Yeah. Like there's something kind of a quality that they all share. Mm-hmm. Um there is a feel to Takahata movies. His feel is a little bit more kind of uh kind Weighty. of weighty. Yeah, filmmakery. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, poetic or something yeah or like like i went to film school uh-huh. although he didn't right but yeah almost kind of literary uh-huh sure um i felt like this had a completely different feel yet still had a studio ghibli feel to it mm-hmm. it yeah, had yeah. it had a completely different kind of quality to it than a, than a miyazaki well you said a good adjective near the beginning of our watching that i think describes it well oh yeah cozy yeah yeah. yeah, it felt very cozy. Yeah, which you don't think of cozy for any other Studio Ghibli. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way of describing it. You know, I would yeah. say I would say <clears throat> that that do you want to just go over early to the corner? <laughs> Let's head on over. It's at, I mean, it's not the corner anymore. Oh yeah, the uh, dome. The dome, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. Go. Let's go. All right. We're there. We're there. Yeah. We installed like a little pedal cart. Uh huh. Yeah, like one of those that just gets us right there. Yeah, yeah. it's real convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would say this is the coziest Studio Ghibli. I agree. You do? Yeah. All right. Let's go to the uh, superlative corner corner. Okay. Or superlative dome corner. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. Let me get this on. My uh-huh. protective. Okay. <coughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ow. Ow. Okay. Thank you so much. Good. 
That was my uh, gorilla friend <laughs> over here. Oh, yeah, that's what, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I just walked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was feeling a little tired. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, we've already done shortest. This was the the uh, earliest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Earliest, earliest in, the in the episode. Yeah, in the episode. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's Great. go back. Okay. Yeah. Hup! Thump. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. <laughs> um, Yonabayashi was the youngest yeah. director uh-huh. of a Studio Ghibli film. Straight up. At four years older than yours truly. Oh, I thought you said four years old. I <laughs> know. That would that's be... That's too young. Yeah, that's too young. They don't know about I wouldn't stuff believe yet. that. Yeah. Uh, four years older than yours, truly. So I'm 32. Mm-hmm. So he was 36. Mm, that's young. Yeah, cute as a button. Oh yeah, look if at that you smile. You see a picture of him? Look at that smile. Oh, <laughs> cute as a straight up button. <laughs> He's so cute. Cute as the button on Arietti's pouch. He so Princess Mononoke was his first film. Uh huh. Well, yeah, that he was an animator. On. Yeah, he in didn't, between he didn't direct that one. In between animations, cleanup animation. Yeah. Um. Uh, My Neighbors the Yamadas in between animations. Then he did key animation on Spirited Away. Moving up. Moving which up. is, yeah, key animation for all our animation nerds out there is uh, Think of how like important... the beginning and end of, a, of an action. It's yeah. like the most important. Uh... Think of how important a key is to your house. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to think of it. Yeah. That's how important he was to that movie. Yeah. Can't even get into it. May and the Kitten Bus. What do you know about that? No, nothing, but it sounds great. Oh, that's got to be it from Totoro World. Because yeah. May is the girl and there's a cat bus. 2003. <gasps> but a kitten bus? But when I click on it, it goes to, on Wikipedia, it goes to My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I something wonder if there's to, some short or something. Something to investigate. Yeah, that's for deep cuts later. Yeah. We'll, we'll look into it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Howl Mo- Howl's Moving Castle, Key Animation, um, and uh, Ponyo, <laughs> Key Animation, and then Debut. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And then he did uh, Key Animation on From Up on Poppy Hill, director of When Marnie Was There, and director of Mary and The Witch's Flower, 2017. And he has a movie, or... A three-part Japanese anime anthology. Oh my gosh, what? I'm, we're discovering stuff as we <laughs> live. <laughs> live. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, Modest Heroes is the next thing from Ponok. Oh, we're falling behind on Ponok, Scott. Yeah, well, well we're we're gonna have okay. to do the the Poners first volume. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll call it that. <laughs> the Poners. <laughs> Um, the Ponokites. First volume in the studio's, uh, in Studio Ponok's short films theater anthology. Mm. Hmm. Cool. You, you haven't seen When Marnie Was There, have you? Nope. It is a, it is a head scratcher and a heart I think poker. F- I think from here on out, the only thing I've seen is Princess Kaguya. Oh. You haven't seen The Wind Rises? No. Nope. Mm. I've been saving myself for marriage. Oh, <laughs> well, but I'll I'll give it up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> for this podcast, <laughs> and say because <laughs> who knows when are who knows if when you're gonna get married? Yeah, no leads, no <laughs> leads right now. Yeah, oh, that's okay, bud. Yeah. Um, yeah, you want to hear some crispy facts about the uh, music? Yeah, let me hear it crunch. So. There's uh, a Cause, lady because I was, uh, I was struck by the music. Yeah. It's very different from normal Studio Ghibli music. Yeah, I mean this, is, this ain't no Joe Hisayashi. Hisaishi. No, yeah, that's for, this ain't no Joe. That's for danger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very how, warm. Warm and can you? How would you describe it in a in a sound? Mm, um, or an onomatopoeia. Uh, I guess that doesn't work. You can only do an onomatopoeia for a sound, not for a feeling. Yeah. It was like... It was like... 
it was like thorn thorn drill thorn thorn <laughs> no i feel Thornkel. like whisper wimber grill mm yeah a little longer thumber thumberdum <laughs> thumberdum i could see that yeah 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 um so there is a uh, a young lady named uh Cecil Corbell or however however you say that in French because she's French. Uh, How do you say that in French? Probably Cecil Corbet. Oh, or Ceci Corbe? Yeah. Ceci Corbe. Corbe. Yeah. Corbe. Cause, Something. Yeah, cuz you just pronounce the first uh the first couple of consonants and then you just go yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> just kidding. French is beautiful. Ceci uh, Cecil, that's how I would say it, Corbell. Mm-hmm. She um, is a, a harpist, and even though she's French, she uh, likes kind of Celtic stuff. Mm. I think she's a multi-instrumentalist and a composer, too. She has red hair, and uh, mm. she seems uh, just lovely. And she was a big fan of Studio Ghibli, uh-huh. and so she sent Toshio Suzuki, producer extraordinaire, yeah. a... Uh, Basically, a fan letter with a demo tape and said, Hey, I like your movies. Um, here's some of my stuff if you ever want to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wrote her back and was like, Hey, we like your stuff. Can you uh, try writing a uh, like a title song? Because we kind of want a Celtic feel. Yeah. And so she wrote it and he was like, This is so dang good. You're hired for the whole freaking score. Whoa. Yeah. That's great. And so she did it. And then she played performed at the uh premiere in japan mm-hmm. and it was a hit wow yeah man that just made me think that i mean it's crunchy the, enough for you only yeah super crunchy oh my i hurt my tooth mm-hmm. oh sorry <laughs> um the only other harpist i know is joanna newsome but man she would have this like harp a harpist for this <laughs> movie that oh, was yeah. a good choice yeah yeah I feel like Joanna could have done it too. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for her cat voice. Well, she wouldn't have to sing, but I, she yeah. could compose the music. Yeah. The um, one of the actors uh, in so there are two dubs of of this film in in English. Oh yeah, let's talk about more which dubs we, in other languages. Which we listen to. Yeah, we we listen to the British dub. Mm-hmm. And I don't regret it one one second. I I don't regret it, but I, it was good. But I I am curious about the. It a- would be Amy fun Poehler, to hear the other one with Will a- Arnett. Amy Poehler, Will Arnett, also Ca- uh, Carol Burnett. I think Carol Burnett played the evil maid. Uh huh. Um, and uh, in the in the um, uh, North American dub, wait, I have a question, Scott. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know who Carol Bar- Burnett is? Burnett. Yeah. She maybe. played Miss Hannigan in the Annie. That's good. Uh. Sure. Anything else I would know? Uh, so she used to be. She used to have a variety show called the Carol Burnett Show. Oh, uh, yeah. comedian. Yeah yeah. 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 Uh-huh. She's good. She's good. Yeah. Um, I have a question about the Evil Maid. Mm-hmm. Are you proposing that the movie made her seem evil unfairly? The uh, way it was shot. I don't think she seems she uh, she doesn't seem evil to me. She seems simple. She seems evil to me. She seems simple. But but in thinking back on it, it's mostly the looks she gives. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. She does give some evil looks. Evil looks. Yeah. Yeah. And the locking the boy in the room. That's some. That's some evil stuff that, right there. Yeah. That is some evil. Uh, stuff, yeah. It kind of reminded me of Dolores Umbridge <clears throat> from Harry Potter. Oh. You don't know much about Harry Potter, uh-uh. but she is so hateable. I mean, this maid wasn't that level, mm-hmm. but it was a similar thing of like, of like, man, why are you so, why are you so evil? Uh-huh. <laughs> Stop being so well, evil. And I guess that's what I'm, I'm trying to propose is that it wasn't. I didn't feel like it was unrealistic. Like some movies, the evil villain is unrealistic because you're like why why do you want to blow up the world you live on the world yeah you know like and their motivations make no sense but i think her primary motivation was to go hey i made this discovery Mm -hmm. 
hey, you guys been talking about these little people. I found them. But what makes what makes her evil is, and it's very, it's an understandable thing, but it, it's just that she seems kind of moralless. Uh-huh. She seems like she just doesn't care about these little people. They're right. little people. Right. That's crazy. That's yeah. cool. Talk well, to them. I w- and know? I was going to say, maybe she didn't even kind of realize they're little little people because it would be so disorienting. To see this little creature, maybe she didn't realize they're little people, but they've been referring to them as little people, and how, she. How could she them. not know that they're little people, Scott? Like I think Scott, I like. How could they? How could she not know? <laughs> in like in like reality, if you were to see a little person, it would be the most disorienting experience that you've ever experienced in your life. It would be almost traumatic. It's yeah, so but disori- there's been sort of family history of it. There's yeah, been sort true. of like rumors of them for years. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, yeah, that's the only thing. If I saw a little person standing right there, yeah, on top of that dresser thing, I, I don't, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, I would think I was going crazy because if you think about it, a little person, like I a, probably, yeah, like think- a little human, that doesn't even make sense because how can the structure of like their organs, like cells, you know, you'd have to rewrite all of science. Yeah. Yeah, and science is science I mean, already been written, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I can't rewrite that. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably think I was hallucinating or something. I'd be scared. Yeah, um, but you're right. Like they already kind of knew about them. So what you're saying is, would your would your mind go immediately to I'm probably <laughs> hallucinating, or would your mind go immediately to, oh, the, w- so it's either I'm probably hallucinating because this can't exist. Yeah like science you know yeah or um oh this is a magical creature <clears throat> this is a little fairy i go hallucinating but then if i see any like undeniable evidence uh then i'd go this this is magic this mm-hmm. is a spirit or this is some some magical thing yeah yeah hmm. do you believe in magic um no i don't think so hmm. i don't have any reason to yeah me neither. I'm it's open. Kind of a bummer. I'm open to being convinced. Yeah. <laughs> it would be cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a muggle. Yeah. <clears throat> Their potions or spells or whatever working really well on us because we yeah. just don't believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but you're but you're saying that she's mostly evil because of the way that she treated them as she was kidnapping them. I'm saying yeah. you probably want to capture of them. Disregard and yeah. and yeah. She didn't even try to talk to them. No. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, ah, I got you. Yeah. All right. She's bad. Yeah. She's evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um what else? What about the so mm. What about the music? Were we talking about the music? Yeah. Anything else about that? Well, it was the first non-Japanese composer. This movie... uh, You know, I didn't even recognize it as harp for some reason. I thought it was guitar. I Mm. thought it was acoustic guitar. I think there are multiple instruments going on. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe... Oh, I think in the main song it was harp. Mm -hmm. But there was definitely some acoustic guitar going on. Yeah. And it was very... It felt very folksy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I would put this honestly, let me think of the Studio Ghibli movies that I would rate ahead of this. Do you want to look at a list? No, I can just think of it. Yeah. I think clearly ones that I put ahead of this are few. I would say Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Only Yesterday. And then I would say it's pr- it's almost too close to call for um, for um, a few others. I would put it ahead of Howl's Moving Castle. Uh huh. I yeah. feel like just narratively it was tighter and better. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. This this one uh, is not hard to follow at all. In fact, you could say there's no magic in it. Mm hmm. There's no yeah, curses. He's, he's soldering an electrical device. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> they're not there's using no curses, magic. They're just little no people. There's no spells. Yeah. There's no even, like, f- 
fate or destiny or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's very straightforward and like grounded. Yeah. In the world that it's in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was so delightful. (laughs) I was delighted the whole time seeing all the little things that they're using. Like there's a, there's a film word for this kind of a movie. It's almost like a stamp. Shoot. No. A spider. No. You're doing a good job at interpreting my <laughs> hand motions, though. It's uh, a... Uh, oh, man. Snap. No. Firecracker. Procedural. A procedural. Yeah. Procedurals focus... Uh, dedicate a lot of time to just the characters just, like, doing doing things. Uh-huh. Like, there's a procedural... Uh-huh. A famous procedural... Well, uh, like uh, like CSI <laughs> or those kind of shows are procedurals. Yeah. Right? Wait, yeah. Crime procedurals. Yeah. Because they're just... You're just watching police officers or whatever do their work. Right, right. Yeah. Is that, I'm, I'm second-guessing myself that that's the right word. But anyway, this movie is uh, really preoccupied with you know how they live mm-hmm. yeah you you get a good sense of how they live yeah but there is drama they grind, they grind <clears throat> ritz crackers into flour mm-hmm. they yeah. have like a little source of water yeah they stay have, have figured out electricity and take electricity yeah they... there is a lot of high drama i mean there's very dramatic things happening we're seeing this is blowing our cover. We've been living here for years, and now we have to move. Oh, yeah. Our species is going to go extinct. Uh, show is going to die. Mm-hmm. We could get squashed. We could get eaten. Yeah. 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 It's just inherently just enthralling. And like, oh, man, the first excursion mm-hmm. with uh, with her dad. Yeah, yeah. And her dad. Oh, it was so well done. Yeah. Yeah. Felt like, uh, like an adventure. Yeah. Like something out of Tolkien or something. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Ah, what a good movie. I don't know. I maybe I'd even put it up there tied with like Princess Mononoke. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'll have to Whoa. come Aaron. come back to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> that's saying something. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you do you feel the same way? <laughs> Ranks up there with I, the top I'm, of them? I'm look at a list here. With the the upper echelon. Are we forgetting about Grave of the Fireflies? Well, I, that's what I was saying. I think it's tied in my mind with Grave of the Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies um, wasn't as enjoyable as this because that's just the nature of the movie. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. It's it's sad. It's kind of t- almost too sad to watch. All right. I'm going to go through this list of the works here and say ones that I feel like are above. I think um, for me, Arietti is mid-upper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see. Ooh, oh man. Ugh. How do you, this is, you know, this is going to start getting impossible. I'm just looking at these titles. Kiki's to live serve. Oh, My name tote. I forgot about Kiki. I would say it's equal with my neighbor Totoro and Kiki in my, in my mind. It's on that level. Uh, spirited away for me is just like, it's just almost a miracle that it exists. Uh-huh. It's so good. I love it so much. Yeah, that's that's your number one? I think so, yeah. yeah. Ones that are deaf above this for me are Ponyo, mm-hmm. Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. and Spirited Away. Those are the only ones that are definitely above this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there yeah, that's how I feel. There's like maybe 3 that are definitely above it and it's it's pretty even with a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. Well, did we say Sersha Ronan did the S- voice? Say it. Um Sersha Ronan did the voice. And uh Tom Holland aka New Spider-Man. Mhm. Did the voice of show in the British version? Yeah, yeah. Who's named Sean in the American version? Oh, I think according I saw to Google. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I didn't recognize his voice. He did kind of a a character voice. I think mm-hmm. he did kind of a character act. Like, yeah. Well, we and we know Sersha. He didn't just sound like he was Tom. Yeah, and Sersha certainly did an accent. 
Because mm-hmm. she's kind Irish. Of, he kind of slowed down his voice and almost gave himself almost a bit of a slur because his character is very lethargic because uh-huh. of his heart condition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did a good job. I yeah. liked all the voice acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It made me kind of think, um, too, like, if if the uh, the species is dying off, you know, was added and wasn't there in the book, it made me think, you know, why did they do that? That's very, it's very that interesting. Yeah, that plot point. It is very interesting. Um, it made me think, uh, uh, wonder if they're trying to draw parallels to Aboriginal peoples. Um, well, they they definitely were doing something like that in that scene where she was kind of confronting uh, show about. Yeah. He was like, well, he kind of insensitively just blurted out, well, you guys are probably going to be extinct soon. Yeah. Because he's just a boy and he he doesn't yeah. think about how that will sound to someone. Uh-huh. Um, and and she's like, well, it's your fault. Yeah. You yeah. are the reason that we're going extinct. Yeah. Yeah. But really, like, you can't blame the humans, though. The humans don't even know that they're there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So what is that trying to say? That we should be more mindful of things that we don't even know well, exist. Well, like m- more more mindful of vulnerable populations. To yeah. put it sociologically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, can you blame someone for harming a population that they don't think about? Mm-hmm. I think you can to a certain extent. Like, like think about them more. Yeah. Like. Uh, how we're harming the bees, you know? Yeah. And yeah. we're only now trying to figure out mm-hmm. how we, in what way we are. Yeah. But for a long time, we were harming them just because we weren't thinking about them, you know? Right, right. We weren't aware because we didn't care. Yeah. We didn't care to look. Yeah. I like that. That's a good point. I mean, even even the humans, if they cared to look, would have a hard time finding the little people in this, uh, the borrowers in this world, but they also they also said some environmental stuff because he's like there are six point seven billion humans mm-hmm. in this world and we're kind of messing it up and sh- and yeah. that's what kind of provoked her to say like yeah you guys are messing it up for all of us, um, but yeah, uh, notice notice the bees you guys, yeah I mean think I've- about them. I feel like they're pretty well noticed now. Yeah. There's I think most what people are we po- not most most noticing? people know that bees are having a rough time. And what are we not noticing? That's a tough question. That's the thing because we don't even know n- to notice them. Oh, I know. Mm. Little people. Oh. Little borrowers. Ah. Have you I seen any evidence? I haven't. But, you know. But we should be thinking about them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave a little cube of sugar out. What about giant squids? I never think about them. Scary. But just because scary doesn't mean not I think they're doing. I think they're doing fine, though. Uh-huh. How do you know? You never think about them. Uh, but I feel like they're so... I think we should care for little things I feel like they're so popular that, that I would have heard about it. Everyone cares for medium-sized things. No one cares for the little and the Medium-sized things. Dogs. Cats. Care. Care. Horses. Care. They're pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> Miniature horses. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Koalas. Yeah. Pandas. Yeah. Pandas are so cute, Scott. Have you seen these videos on this thing called the internet? Of them going down a slide? <laughs> or just like bumbling around. They're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> They're little rascals. Yeah. <laughs> They're like grabbing onto the legs of their caretakers and like just just getting into trouble. <laughs> I know what we don't think about, though. Ugly species. Oh, like you know, everyone's freaking out about the pandas, but there's probably some other, like relative to the panda, like a bat, and it and they're and it's like all bats are kind of cute. They're all brown, and they have like a, you know, like poop all over them. <laughs> yeah, and they're called poop bears, and nobody cares about them. Yeah, because That's... their sound they make is. <laughs> The sound they make is literally the sound of a crying baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they and 
and they uh they play acoustic guitar uh-huh but they only play like wonderwall uh-huh yeah yeah <laughs> at parties they're just like <laughs> and then they start playing anyways here's wonderwall yeah yeah think about those wonderwall they can't bears. help it they can't help that they do that yeah it's in their nature that's the way god made them mm-hmm Yeah, well, that's the lesson that we're going to leave you on. Well, if anyone out there is an advocate for a, uh, you know, something that we don't think about, a vulnerable something, tell us about it. Yeah, thegibblers at gmail.com. Also, if you have any thoughts on how the movie compares to the book, um, which I'm sure that's probably an important thing, but how are we going to know about that? Read a book? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What do you think we are? But email us and and we'll know more about it because you told us. Mm-hmm. And we'll keep that knowledge selfishly to ourselves. No, Scott, we'll share it on the next episode. Oh, great. Yeah. Um so we've been through this like <clears throat> eighteen, seventeen, eighteen times mm-hmm. now. It's time to go to bed. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear any complaints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put on. Happens every night. Put on your clothes. The bed kind. Mm-hmm. Put on your bed clothes. Is there a word for those? <sighs> Bows. Soft clothes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put on your soft bed clothes and uh, throw on the a movie little, A little Arietti. soft jazz. Oh. Because it's so cozy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would watch this movie just on a cozy, uh, maybe uh, an overcast, rainy day. An overcast, rainy, uh, f- uh, what night? Monday night. Monday, yeah. I was going to say Monday. Yeah. An overcast, rainy Monday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, just let it cozy you off to, to sleep. Yeah. Cozy you off to that that sweet other plane of existence the the sweet science as mm-hmm. i like to call it oh. the sweet science of sleep uh-huh and uh dream those dreams you know freud said dreams are the guardians of sleep mhm and uh all dreams are wish fulfillment even if it's scary it's uh some wish that's coming in conflict with another wish inside of you clean up your unconscious people Mm-hmm. Sleep is important. Sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. Did I tell you Freud's definition of sleep? No. Withdrawing. He's like Freud's. Like people say, sleep is rest. That's dumb. Just lie down. Lie down. You lie down, and you're resting. Mm-hmm. Sleep is different from that. Sleep is withdrawing our interest from the outer world to the inner world. Mm. Wow. I like that. That's important. Yeah. You can't have your interests just on the outer world all the time. Yeah. You're neglecting your inner says, world. Dreams are uh, wish fulfillment because it's kind of like this. It's like part of us is like, no, I should be awake. I should be doing dishes and doing my job and doing things. But then uh, your dreams are like, it's okay. Hey, you won the lottery. Won the lottery. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like telling you like, don't your fears, you know, it's like, assuaging your fears if that's a word yeah that's a word you know and your anxieties it's like oh kiss pretty lady mm-hmm. Ooh, win the light oh fly around yeah and it's like okay i guess i can forget about all those things kind of a thing hmm that's interesting so this is this really is going to become <laughs> just a sleep hygiene next episode we're going to talk about the movie for like 20 minutes and then spend an hour <laughs> on sleep just, just kidding. Remember, the most important thing, honestly, one of the most important things is to maintain a sleep schedule. Yeah. It's eight it's hours a night, important. but not just that, the same eight hours. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what Seth Meyers said in an interview I read one. That's time. important. Yeah. It's important. It doesn't have to be eight hours, it could be seven. It, it probably well, it should be seven and a half or nine. It probably shouldn't be five because. Studies have shown that people who feel like they get enough rest with five, they usually end up with a shorter lifespan for some reason. Oh, 
Yeah. But and we there's want no you guys to live correlation. That they don't know exactly why that is. Yeah. Why that correlation exists. But and a full cycle uh, takes 90 minutes. And so you should sleep 7.5 uh, hours. Or nine. Or nine. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, five or six cycles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you but try to go to bed at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every morning, it'll make a difference. Trust me, it'll change your world. I have a hard time with it. Okay, let's get real. Change your world. Let's get real here. Yeah, I do have a hard time sleeping when I'm not on a rigid schedule like I am now at work. uh, My sleep schedule just goes to the goes gets. Out of control. <laughs> Close to the garbage dump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I end up staying up later and later every night. But I feel so much better when I'm on a rigid sleep schedule. Yeah. It's the trick is doing that when you don't have to. I sleep from eleven PM to seven forty five AM. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every every day. That's great. Yeah. Um, if you feel like you are getting enough sleep, but you're still tired during the day, like you feel like you slept for eight hours, but you're still tired, uh, see your doctor and talk about sleep apnea. I feel like we talked about this before, maybe. Well, we do talk about sleeping every episode. (laughs) Quite a bit, yeah. (laughs) But if you have sleep apnea, then maybe you can get one of those sexy CPAP machines that all the cool people have. Yeah. And your, uh... Well, I don't want to get like sexy. I was gonna say how are CPAP machines sexy? (laughs) No, I'm trying to I'm trying to um, you know rebrand them. Oh, because a lot of people are embarrassed. Oh, because they think they're not sexy, and they think they interfere with your love life. Oh, I mean, you're not sleeping while you're having sex. Yeah, so you don't need to use it. Yeah, here's a tip. That's CPAP motto. Here's a tip: if you feel like your CPAP machine is interfering with your love life you're probably using it wrong (laughs) yeah have your spouse wake you up first yeah (laughs) okay um uh i I was gonna say something Uh, uh, an important piece of sleep information (laughs) yeah yeah i forget all right let's wrap it up (laughs) okay (laughs) <laughs> anyways stay tuned there's probably something coming up next um well yeah what's next uh probably stuff you should know no what movie is next? oh for us goober oh, i thought you meant what's next uh, oh what podcast i'm excited to listen to i'm really excited because this is the only studio ghibli film i have never laid my eyes or ears on it's the only one left yeah. There were some that you hadn't seen that we saw. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which one is it? From Up on Puppy Hill. From Up on Puppy Hill. <clears throat> From Up on Puppy Hill. And the description, it just sounds delightful. Say it. It's about, well, it's about some kids like, rema- like uh, remodeling a clubhouse. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't that sound fun? That sounds fun. Yeah. I'm all about that. And it's Goro. Oh. Yeah, it's it's actually called From Goro Up on Miyazaki. Poppy Hill, Koro, colon, <laughs> Koro. <laughs> wow, that's, that was good. Um, colon, Goro's back. Oh. And you're going to like it this time. <laughs> that's the full title. Goro's back, baby. Yeah. Giving him another shot. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I hope that it's good. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it is. I like Goro. Mm-hmm. The best uh, landscape architect to ever make a film. Yeah, I no, would, the best I, film ever made by a landscape architect. I'd say it's the best uh, child of Hayao Miyazaki to ever make a film. <laughs> sure, I hope that he doesn't have any other children. Yeah, because I'd feel bad. Yeah, <clears throat> he probably he's doesn't. a good one. Yeah, he's no, he does. Good. He has another one. I can't remember anything about him though. But not a filmmaker. No. Mm. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up.
27 twinkle twinkets. 27 twi- twinky twist twisted symbols. Tinkling tinkers. 27 tricky tinkers. Tinkering on toasted t- Tuscan tomatoes. Mm. 